Alliances, where entrepreneurs align. Alliances, where entrepreneurs align. <laughs> Alliances, where entrepreneurs align. Alliances, where entrepreneurs align. Alliances, where entrepreneurs align. Alliances, where entrepreneurs align. Welcome to Alliances, the only place and that's right and we're back and so much we appreciate all of you that are listening our old viewers and our new viewers continue to stay tuned and also too is, is remember you could connect with uh, our guests on past episodes uh feedback we continue to get from one of the uh past uh interviews that i did with richard branson so make sure again you go there you'll be able to hear from the president of the united nations and many more going to eliancer.com. You can go directly there, E-L-I-A-N-C-E-R.com, or of course, eliances.com, E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. I'm very excited and I'm very interested in what our next guest is going to be saying because he's got certainly some things that I'm personally interested in. I know you will be too. We have with us Dr. Richard Jacoby. He is the diplomat of the American Board of Podiatric Surgery, and member of the American Podiatry Association, author of Sugar Crush. It's been all over the internet. You're going to learn more about that book too. And Unglued. You can reach him at extremityhealthcenters.com. And don't forget, again, we'll have the link directly to it, alliances.com, E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. So welcome to the show, Dr. Richard Jacoby. I want to jump right in. First of all, you've got this new book that's coming out called Unglued share with us the thunder of what that's about well it's uh what my patients keep asking me how to get unglued in other words how to get off of glucose sugar the word glucose means glue from the uh, greek word uh, to adhere and that's what happens when we eat a lot of sugar we get glued up but i'm addicted to sugar i i mean i just i have the craving for sugar and i try to do everything i can do to you know, it, it's just like, and, and sugar, Dr. Jacoby, sugar seems like it's in everything. It is in everything and everybody's addicted. The chronic diseases of the Western world are caused by sugar. My thesis is that sugar is causing Alzheimer's, autism, diabetic neuropathy, and every disease in between. So how do we either decrease the amount that we're taking, or is it even possible to get off of it completely? Well, it is a challenge for sure. Now, what is popular right now is the ketogenic diet, and even more so is the carnivore diet. That means no sugar. However, even eating meat converts into glucose in the body by a process called gluconeogenesis, where we can convert to sugar, glucose. But we only need one teaspoon of sugar at any one time in our bodies. Otherwise, anything over that is toxic. It's poison. So what so talk to us more than about the book specifically. What 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 do you want your uh, readers to get out of it? What, what are they supposed to learn? Well, the current book that is out now is Sugar Crush. It explains the biochemistry behind all these ailments from my point of view as a peripheral nerve surgeon. The new book, Unglued, is giving you ideas how to stop eating sugar. And since most of my patients are 
probably over 50, what can you do once you get this glue in your system? The main focus of the book is talking about stem cells and all their varieties. You mentioned Richard Bronson. He's had stem cells. He's been to Panama, and that is where the center of stem cells currently is. It should be in the United States, but it's not. So what are you going to like, how do we bring it to the U.S. then and get, you know, get this rolling? Well, that's a good question, because the FDA thinks there needs to be many, many, many more studies done, even though in 2003, John McCain, who is or used to be from Arizona, had a Senate committee looking into all these diseases from Alzheimer's, autism. And they asked the scientists, does this stuff work? And the answer is yes. Is it safe? Yes. This is 2003. But we need more research. Now, if you have a kid who has autism, that's over 20 years ago. Why is it not front and center? I'll let the audience answer that question. And All we'll right. in the book, Unglued. Great. So if we want to do, so are you saying if we want to do things with stem cell now, we have to go outside of the U.S.? For the most part, we can use certain what we call perinatal tissue in the United States, which means the afterbirth. They are technically stem cells, but really how they work is a, a whole big subject. They're very, very anti-inflammatory. Currently, you have to go to Panama to get live cells that are grown in a laboratory and infused. And they're used for just about every inflammatory disease. So we can't do some of those things here in the United States because the FDA restricts us. But what we can do in the U.S., does it add any benefit right now for what is available? Yes, for musculoskeletal problems such as herniated disc, uh, arthritis, things of that nature like Achilles tendonitis, which is in my field. Yes, it works very well for that and is very safe. Got it. Talk to us then, um, too, because, okay, so you've got sugar crushers already out. Unglued is coming out, right? Correct. Okay. And um, what are some of the, in regards to sugar itself, what secrets can you share with our audience, listeners, and viewers of maybe one, two, three things they can do now to at least, if not get rid of, which seems impossible <laughs> to me, um, but to at least significantly decrease it? Well, number one, you have to read the labels. And it's very confusing mathematically to look at a label because they talk in grams and ounces and whatever. But simply put, one teaspoon of sugar is about four grams. Okay. So if you if there was a substance you're eating, like yogurt with fruit, has about 24 grams of carbohydrates. 24 grams. So that is, if you divide four into 24, that's six teaspoons of sugar in a healthy food. And you're right. It's almost impossible not to eat sugar. Now, the basic sugars, glucose is the poison, but the high fructose corn syrup, which is a man-made derivative from corn, genetically modified, grown with a herbicide by Monsanto called glyphosate. So all these things add up to create a poisonous situation in your body. When you eat high fructose corn syrup, you turn off the switch that tells you that you're full. And that's why obesity is such a big problem in the United States and any Western country that allows this to happen. Dr. Jacoby, 
what is your go-to snack? Like, what do you eat? Well, I pretty much have a ketogenic diet. So I put butter in my coffee. That's what I do. That's my go-to. Why butter in a coffee? Because that, that lowers your craving for sugar. That's probably the m- most efficient way of lowering your craving. Put more fat back in your diet. But weren't we told over the last 60 years not to eat fat? Of course we were, because that causes heart disease, and it does not cause heart disease. Sugar causes heart disease because it inflames the lining of the blood vessel, and that's what causes the clotting. So putting good fat back in your diet is essential. When I say good fat, that's omega-3 fatty acid. That comes from grass-fed anything. If the animals are fed corn, they will develop inflammatory condition in their bodies and they'll produce omega-6 fatty acids. And that's why we have the diabetic obesity epidemic in America. I can't imagine how where you even go out to eat food, not at home. Like, is there a, is there even a place that exists that one can eat at? Not really, not in the United States. Now in Italy, you can go there. They have wheat, that's not genetically modified. They drink a lot of wine, which is technically a fructose, uh, but they don't seem to get overweight. They don't have a high incidence of autism. And that's my, my, my message is really looking at where this food is coming from. If it comes from the United States, from Iowa, and it's corn fed anything, it's going to be inflammatory. We have the highest disease rates in the world in the United States. And we're exporting this food now. So India is getting right up there. And actually, China is getting up there. Uh, 40 years ago, I was asked by the Surgeon General of Taiwan why they were starting to get diabetes. And I went there 40 years ago. And I was there on and off for three years. And the answer is, we changed their diet. We changed it into sugar. And now they have the same diseases we have. We never had these diseases before. We're getting a lot of people that want to know this answer to this question is, is vegetarian diet, yes or no? Well, that's a good question because that'll be in my new book. Uh, Vegetarian technically sounds good, but it's really not what human beings eat. Human beings are carnivores. That means they eat meat. Now, vegetarians tend to eat a lot of carbohydrates because vegetables and fruit, fruit is the big problem. Fruit is sugar in the form of fructose. And so they think eating your fruits and vegetables is good for you. It is not. It's human beings are carnivores. They eat meat. They put some vegetables into their diet, but they essentially eat no bread and no carbohydrates. When you do, you get cardiovascular disease and every other disease we have in the Western diet. But we've got a million questions coming in. Does it pay at all to have anything in regards to monitoring someone's sugar with like those tools that are out there, monitoring your sugar glucose level consistently? Yes, I think it it does. Now, Apple's coming out with a watch or have come out with a watch for sensors that I think that'll make that job a lot easier. But Big Pharma really wants to measure your glucose because they want to give you a drug to lower it so you can continue to eat sugar. That's the American way of life. They want you to be on the standard American diet, which is an acronym for SAD. And it is, it's a SAD diet. All right, which leads to the next thing. 
Do you take vitamins? Is there any uh, is there anything healthy as in a pill form like a vitamin that can help? Yes, there is. When you're eating, and this goes for the vegetarians, B vitamins, especially the B12 vitamins, they are absent in the vegetarian diet. So they definitely should be supplementing. And I think we all should be supplementing, especially if you have any of these inflammatory neurologic diseases, because we're depleted in a lot of these. Sugar competes against a B1 vitamins, which is called thiamine. And that is, that's very essential for nerve health. Got it. All right. Great. Great. All right. So here's an interesting one we got us. Um, is this so-called a hack? Drinking apple cider vinegar 30 minutes before eating. Does that do anything changing with sugar glucose level? I think it does. It changes the pH of the, of the gut. So the sugar craving is probably um, mitigated by doing that. Got it. All right. Now, let's talk about the difference between um, genetics and epigenetics. Yes. Very, very good subject. So most of the diseases, if you ask um, physicians, do you have a genetically uh, manifested diseases? Well, there's a gal down at Duke University. Her name is Joanne Kurtzberg. She gave autistic kids and also muscular dystrophy kids, stem cells, and reverse those processes. So they are really not epigenetic, or excuse me, they are epigenetic because if you come in contact with the trigger, in my opinion, that is sugar, then you'll manifest the disease that you're carrying and you don't know you have those genes. So most the, of the genetic diseases in the Western world are really epigenetic, meaning above the genome, and they manifest if if you come in contact with the trigger. So it's like playing Russian roulette. In other words, you have a gun that has a six shooter, you have one shell in there and sugar, and you pull the trigger, you don't get the sugar, you don't get shot, you don't manifest the disease. Now, if you have a thousand chamber gun, and the likelihood of getting shot is very low. That's the little old lady I always say is drinks bourbon and smokes camels and she's 94 years of age. Yes, she does not have those genes. She does not get those diseases. But everybody else she was living with is dead because wow. they did. That's wow. that's how you explain that. Wow. This is yeah, this is amazing. I mean, just so much stuff. Um, Talk to me about a couple things that are in your refrigerator. What when you open your refrigerator? Like if we were there right now, what what's some of the things? Well, that we I would, yes, I do. I have bacon. I have uh, steak. I like pork chops. Um, I and I like butter, so I put butter on everything. But when I say that, getting grass-fed things is difficult in the United States, and it is also is not as tasty as um, corn-fed. Corn gives that um, that omega-6 fatty acid is more tasty. So that's why we kind of get addicted to that because it's sweet. And gamey, the omega-3, uh, grass-fed is more gamey. So that's a, that's a difficult conversion. But here's what I will tell you. When you are on a ketogenic diet, meaning more fat, or a carnivore diet, you're really not hungry anyway. 
So you're going to lose a lot of weight. Your craving for sugar goes way down and you really don't have that insatiable appetite for carbohydrates. All right. Great, great. We've got time for one more question. I think this is also too very critical and, and you're certainly the expert in this field is um, parents. What can parents do now to start um, providing right good habits to their children and good food for them and stuff? What things can they do now to raise them to be educated and raise them to, well, I guess, eat healthy? Well, don't rely on the government, number one, because they will give you the food pyramid. Even this recent um, formula shortage, there should be a shortage because it's poison. It's made from soy and cornmeal and whatever else they can think of to throw in there. The essential good diet is breast milk. It has the fatty acids that you need, number one. Number two, the cereals, all these cereals, pancakes, orange juice, all the things they told you to eat on the food pyramid is a lie. Six to 11 helpings of carbohydrates every day. If you do that, what the United States Department of Agriculture told us to do and still tells us to do, you will be fat and you will have diabetes and you will have all these diseases. If you take that off your plate, now they call it my plate, which is another fraud, then you will get better. But once you get addicted, it's like you said in the beginning, it is extremely hard to get off. All right. My message board is blowing up. So I've got, I lied to you. I got one more quick question. If somebody is a diabetic, is there any way to actually reverse it and not be a diabetic anymore? Or once you crossed over that bridge, that's it. It depends on the phase. If you still have pancreatic function and you're producing insulin, yes, you can reverse it. But if you're your insulin, which are called the beta cell production, once they're gone, then you're going to be on artificial insulin, then you're pretty much stuck. Um, so when you're starting to get these early diabetic symptoms, quote unquote, the pre-diabetic, that's the time you can reverse it. But it's not easy, as, you, as we just talked about. It's an extremely difficult thing to do. But where is our government telling us to do this? They're not. Where's the Surgeon General? He's not. Even COVID, by the way, the highest, and this is in my book, which I wrote way before COVID came out, viruses love sugar. The molecule that I talk about in my book, which I learned from Dr. Cook at Stanford 20 years ago, is the world's leading authority on this subject. And it's called asymmetric dimethyl arginine. And if you measure those, that chemical in your body, that the higher that is, the more certainty you're going to die from COVID because viruses love sugar. And if you have sugar in your cells, in your lungs, they will get in, you will die and they will live because they are RNA. They cannot reproduce unless they have a live cell and the nutrient sugar to live. So that's your choice. You live or they live. Same with cancer. Cancer cells love sugar. Nobel Prize was given in 1934, by the way, to Otto Warburg. He did that experiment and he specifically used fructose. If you take the fructose away, that's fruit, this cancer cells die. If you give them the sugar, they will live and you will die. It's that simple message. And I'm, I know this 
information. It's in the literature. There's not one thing I made up in this lecture, <laughs> lecture, this talk today. It's all in the literature. The question is, why does the public not know this? Right, right, absolutely. Well, this is incredible, I incredible news. I got to have lunch with you just to watch what you're eating. I got to tell you, uh, Dr. Richard Jacoby, you help people understand metab metabolic disease and how to work to stop neurologic disease. That's a hero. That's right. He's the diplomat of the American Board of Podiatric Surgery and member of the American Podiatry Association, author of Sugar Crush and Unglued. Make sure that you go to Extremity Health centers.com you can also again you'll see the link at alliances.com get his book this has been david kogan with the alliances hero show <laughs>